Cairo. Feast. Take a bite out of Dr. Jeff's wisdom so you can pay it forward. Come and get it! Cairo Feast is online and we are ready to serve. We're dishing it up. It's 2021. Let's go. We got this figured out. We we got through 2020. We can get through anything, right? <laughs> My goodness. Slam the door in 2020. Let's move forward 2021. And I, I've got a I've got a great little uh something to share with you today. So uh some good nuggets that you can feast on regarding leadership. And uh, a lot of the people that are listening, I know that you are in a leadership position. So listen up, listen in, and really take some of this to heart. I'm going to I'm going to be um, honest with you, a little vulnerable with you, and uh, certainly genuine as I always try to be in uh, communicating some of the things that I've done wrong in my lifetime and some things that if I wish I I wish I knew more about them earlier and I could have done a better job. But hey, it's never too late, right? I'm whatever, 51 years old going on, whatever. So let's go. Let's make it happen now. So let's talk a little bit about the three standards to live by when it comes to leadership. So there's three standards that you need to hold on to when you are a leader and you need to communicate. Okay, so, and then I'm going to talk about five different ways to actually build your character. So let's let's talk about this. Uh, the first one here first. Uh, a gentleman by the name of John Gardner uh, once said, "If I had to name a single all-purpose instrument of leadership, a single all-purpose instrument of leadership, it would be communication. Everything revolves around good communication." Everything rises and falls on leadership, okay? So no matter what position you're in, everything rises and falls on leadership. But here's the thing. Maybe you didn't realize this, but all leadership rises and falls on communication. So basically that means everything is hinging on how well you communicate. And there's three standards that you need to live by as you communicate with others. So let's go through those three. Number one, be consistent. Be consistent. You can't tell one person something and tell another person something different. Chiropractors, you got to be beating the drum of subluxation, beating the drum of innate intelligence. Don't waffle. Let your philosophy drive you and guide you because you know what is right. And don't waffle. Don't send a different message to one person that it's not that big a deal if they miss their appointments. And then tell someone else that it's important. You can't do that. Be consistent. With your team, it's the same thing. If you have expectations for one team member, Your expectations should be the same for another. Show up on time. Be here. Be present. Be engaging. Be enthusiastic. You can't tell one person to be engaging 
and tell the other person, eh, no big deal. You don't have to worry about that. Be consistent. Nothing frustrates team members more than leaders who can't make up their minds. If you are waffling back and forth on stuff, you are going to drive your team batty. And that, that means coming from the top or from the middle or from the bottom, no matter where you're leading from, if you're inconsistent in your words and your actions, okay, and remember it's both, it's both what you speak, it's what you write, what you put in your emails, and then what you do. Be consistent in your actions. All right. Number two, be clear. Your team cannot execute if the members of your team don't know what you want. You've got to lay it out. What are the expectations? Be clear. Be crystal clear. And that usually, unfortunately, <laughs> means that you're going you're gonna to have to write it down. You got to put it in an email. You got to put it in a text. You got to put it in a document. If it's if it's important and somebody's going to call you on it later, you better write it down. If it's going to be a procedure, then be clear in an email. Write it down. Make it clear. That way you can refer back to it. I've got, oh my goodness, one of these days I should probably count how many folders I have in my Gmail. Um it's it's well over 100 folders because I keep so many important things because there are so many different times that I have to come back and grab a document and be able to shoot it back to somebody and say, this is exactly what I said. I was crystal clear on what I, what I said right here. And this was communicated on such and such a date. Do you have any questions or is it unclear what I meant? So your clarity that you are leading with is very, very important. Don't, don't try to dazzle anybody with your intelligence, okay? This is not about being smart. Be more just straightforward. Be succinct. Be direct, okay? And boy, doggone it, I've been terrible at this over my career. I'm just now maybe learning how to be more direct and actually say what I mean. You know how um, you know how old people in their 70s and 80s and 90s they get they lose their filter and they just say whatever's on their mind. You know people like this, okay? You you're probably thinking of maybe a few relatives or a few neighbors that you know. They just say whatever's on their mind. They speak it. Okay. Now, some people, like my wife, she she came out of the womb that way. She uh, first words she said were direct, and it, she never stopped. Okay. She's very direct all the time, always has been. I've been the complete opposite. You know, um, not communicating direct enough, not clear enough, and so that's been something I've been working on, and it's not easy for me. To do that, some people on the flip side, you know, people like my wife that are really direct, they have to work on being less direct because there's a time and a place to kind of, you know, bite your tongue and, and, and not say the words. Some words are better off not spoken. So let me give you a few examples here about being clear in your communication. 
I know somebody who speaks faster than how do I how do I say this? This person says what she means, but forgets to add enough words. Okay, in the communication. And so what I do with this person, I'm going to give you two different examples here. So this one person will say some some words to me, and then I will repeat those words back to that person exactly how they just said it. And I say, I don't understand what you meant by that. And at that point, they will add in the words. Like literally they miss, there's gaps in the sentence without words because their brain moves so fast. And I, I, these are genius type people that they've got all these thoughts and then they when and then when they speak they just they skip gaps and but when you're being communicated with it's like i don't i don't know what you're saying i what are you you know what are you talking about and repeat that again and if you repeat it back to them exactly how they just said it then they can hear themselves okay so that that's one example have people repeat back what they just said and you repeat it back to them so both can work effectively. Now, I've got another person that communicates via email, and I always have to tell this person, this is what I want you to communicate, and I want you to use lots of words. Again, you can't just have bullet points. You have to have full explanation. Go back and read your communication, your email, and see if you can understand it. See if you can follow the directions in the email to get what needs to be done. Use lots of words. And I give that direction to this person. So sometimes if you know you're dealing with somebody, they're, you know, they're not necessarily going to change who they are. But you can get them to think about how they communicate. And then little reminders of, okay, this is what I want you to do. Use lots of words. And they will get it right. Okay. So just a few different examples about how to be clear. All right, number three. These are the standards of communication. Number three, be courteous. Everyone deserves to be shown respect no matter what the position or what kind of a history you might have with them. By being courteous to your people, you set the tone for the entire organization. How you communicate, how you speak. Now, here's the thing. How you speak is the tone of your voice. It's how you write, okay? Um, I've talked to people and coached people before on the, the correct use of emojis. I mean, that sounds crazy to me that I'm even saying those words. But yeah, you have to use emojis because if you're saying words that are kind of direct, they can be taken out of context because people can't, um, they, they can't tell what your tone is in an email or a text, so throw an emoji because that tells them that you're smiling or you're winking or you're you know, having fun while you're speaking something so that they don't take it wrong because there are always hurt feelings over messages that are too direct, either email or text. So make sure you're being courteous and kind. That doesn't mean you're weak, okay? So... 
being courteous and kind has nothing to do with weakness. In fact, I would, I would argue the opposite. Being courteous and kind actually shows strength. It shows strength that you're willing to have a humility about how you go about things and be confident and to be kind at the same time, I believe will make you a leader that people will want to follow. Never ever forget that because you're the leader, your communication sets the tone for the interaction among your people. So, and this again happens from the top, from the middle, from the bottom. But leaders, just let me speak to you this this way. If you want people to be kind to each other, clear to each other, concise to each other, consistent with each other, then you set the tone by being all of that. Look in the mirror and you be that way. If you're not going to be that way, why should they? Right? So be the person that you want them to be. Teams always reflect to their leaders. That's always going to be true. And never forget that good communication is never one way. It always goes both ways. And it should not be top-down or dictatorial. You don't want to be a dictator. The best leaders will always listen the most. They will invite people to engage, and they will encourage people to participate Those are the best leaders that ask good questions and then listen. Take notes, okay? And as you're communicating, make good eye contact. Your posture means something. Your gestures mean something. How you're sitting, just your, you know, just the position of your body means something. So uh, be expressive as you're listening and as you're leading and communicating. All of those things mean something. All right? So these are the standards of communication and the and how you communicate will determine your leadership because your leadership will rise and fall on communication. Now, how do you build your character? Okay? And how you communicate it. Okay, let's um let's talk a little bit about being a leader that people want to follow. Why do some people reluctantly comply with one leader while passionately following another to the ends of the earth? Why is there why are there differences like that where you know some leaders are so uh, powerful in their leadership ability that people will just follow them to the ends of the earth? And then others, people just don't want to follow them at all. And and then there's a there's another um, there's another uh, kind of a leader where people will follow, and they will be so committed in their following because they're fearful. Okay, so let me give you an example of that. Adolf Hitler. You know, I think we can all agree this this was a horrible man. He's a horrible person with horrible character, but he was an unbelievable leader. He had an entire nation following him with crazy morals, crazy stupid, but people followed him out of fear, and that is never going to last. That will never last because there will always be a moment when things will crumble 
And at that crumbling point, they will lose their leadership and they will be overtaken. History is fraught with all kinds of those leaders. What separates leadership theorists from successful leaders who lead effectively in the real world? So, um, you know, what, what separates the people that can actually put into action versus people that can just have theories about it? The answer lies in the character qualities of the individual person. So it all comes down to who you are and how you are exposing yourself to people in your character. Now, do you know whether you have what it takes to become a great leader? Do you have the character? Are you the kind who attracts people and make things happen? If you took the time to really look at yourself, deep down, would you find the qualities needed to live out your boldest dreams, the ones so big that you've never shared them with anybody? That's a question each of us must ask and have the courage to ask and answer if you want to receive and achieve your full potential. What do you need to do to build your character? Now, here's the deal, you guys. Every leader is going to have naysayers. Every single one. Okay? So, you know, there are, there are some leaders out there like, uh, like a Winston Churchill, a Ronald Reagan, a Rockefeller, a Kennedy, a JFK, uh, George Washington. I mean, you can, we can name these, these people that most of us would say, oh, that, that was a great, lead, a great leader. Abraham Lincoln was, a, was an amazing leader. But you know what? He had naysayers. He had tons of people that couldn't stand him. So no matter who you are, you are still going to have people that think you're nuts. You're never going to make everybody happy. And that drives me crazy. It's like, you, would, you know, I, I just want everybody to know that I've got their best interests in mind. But you're still going to have people that are going to talk about you behind your back. That are going to say that, that you don't have their best interests in mind. And that's a bummer, but that's just reality. So you just kind of got to get over it and just worry about you. Just take care of you. And just be consistent with your character. All right, so here's some ways to build your character. Number one, be humble. Humility is the beginning of wisdom. In order to build your character, you have to be open to new ways. So be open and honest and listen and take it in and have humility in how you deal with everything. Number two is live out your principles and values. Live them out. That means as you're speaking, as you're communicating, as you're acting, you are living out your values and your principles. So whether it's love others or do the right thing or pay it forward. Living by your principles will make decision-making easier and it's going to make your character more steadfast. It's going to be more consistent. Okay? Number three is be intentional. Integrity doesn't have, does not happen by accident. <laughs> You've got to be 
intentional about how you do things. And therefore, it's going to show your integrity to be of high integrity. We're all products of our thoughts and habits. Be intentional, intentional about filling your mind with good thoughts. Read good books. Listen to good speakers. Listen to good podcasts. Fill your mind with good things. Create good habits. Those are all things that you have to take action on. You know, you can't just hope that your brain is going to get filled with good things when you refuse to read a book, you refuse to listen to a podcast, you refuse to put good things into your soul and your spirit and just hope that you're going to have good integrity. No, you got to surround yourself with it. And it works the opposite way too. If you think that watching filth on TV and watching dumb you know, movies and filthy you know, social media and stuff like that, and you think that it's going to create good character in you, it's not. So choose wisely what you put into your, into your mind and into your spirit. It's the same thing with, with food. How can you eat like crap and think that your body's going to be a well-oiled machine? It's not. It's going to run based on the crap you're putting into it. Okay, so create these good habits and it's going to breed high character. Number four is to practice self-discipline. Being of high character takes the ability to do what is right over what is easy. Practice your self-discipline. Be disciplined. And you're going to fail. It's okay. You're going to fail sometimes. But the more you practice being disciplined with doing what is right, the easier it gets. Number five is be accountable. Surround yourself with people who have high expectations. Okay? Don't hang out with a bunch of losers. And I know that sounds terrible. If you're going to hang out with a bunch of losers, it's what you're going to become. So choose your friends wisely. Choose the people who are going to have a good influence on you. You know, you've probably heard the saying where, where it goes something like this. If you want to be an eagle, hang around a bunch of eagles. Don't hang around the turkeys. Hang around the eagles and you'll soar. Because the more you have the quality human beings around you, the more you're going to be able to fill the part yourself. Be responsible for yourself first. Lose your pride, your ego. Open yourself up to accountability and allow others to speak into your life, okay? Let others push you to have higher character. It's okay for others to push you. And you should be able to take a little accountability lesson once in a while. Be able to take it. It's okay. If people are doing it in love and telling you, hey, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you should do this or I wouldn't go there because of this reason, don't get defensive. Just think about it. So let me repeat those five ways that you can build your character one more time. Number one, be humble. Number two, live out your principles and your values. Live them out. Act them out. Number three, be intentional. You've got to do it. You've got to intend to do it. Write it down. Make it happen. Make your list. Number four, practice self-discipline. And number five, be accountable. And always remember that you're building 
your communication of your character by being consistent, being clear, and overall being courteous. Be kind. All right. That's all we got for you today. So stay hungry. Stay hungry, my friends, and you're going to get fed some good nuggets. Uh, if you got to listen to this one again to, to kind of think of where you need the most help, then listen to it again. It's kind of a short one today. So um, appreciate you guys uh, so much. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you uh, sharing this with other people because that's what it's all about. And always, always, always pay it forward. Cairo, please.